community. I'm the senior pastor here. That's my privilege. How's everybody doing? I'm somewhat shaken. Honestly, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, I came in with junk, and then my junk got uh, swirled up in God's stuff. These are real technical theological terms. <laughs> and so I'm a little shaken, and that's a good thing. I read uh, the beginning of the uh, service, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who heals all your diseases, who rescues your life from the pit. And as we were worshiping and we were bringing testimony to God, we were telling God how great he is because we've seen him be great in our lives. I I didn't really want to stop, so I'm not really going to stop. I wonder if you would... uh, If you got a word or a sentence, something that um, is a blessing from God in your life, I just want to hear it, okay? Yeah, just belt it out. So not a whole testimony, like a word or a sentence. Okay, the feedback room, Pete. Yeah. Our group's been going through a 30-day experience. Yeah, we need need that thing, I guess. (laughs) Stand up and say your name. So the Steve Backlund declarations. Our From Tuesday been, night, if you weren't here. Our group's been going through it like an experiment for 30 days, like declaring that. And so every day we've seen different things. And this morning it was the word all. Okay, it's like three letters, right, really small, but it carries a lot of weight. Because if you go through those declarations and the scripture that supports those, the word all just, you know, all your heals all your diseases. You know, forgives yeah. all your sin, yeah. supplies all your needs. Yeah. I mean, it's just all, all, all. And it's just, I'm there, there you okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Yeah. Stand, shout, or you need a microphone? <laughs> Tell us who you are, Kim. Uh, my name is Kim Amara. Um, you know I've been going through a lot, a lot of things going on. And all God said to me was this morning was, do not doubt the plan. I have one. Mm. The, um, do you mind just being on call there, Jacqueline? Nope, I'm okay. happy. Um, I don't even remember where, this, where the scripture is, but in the Gospels, someone comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to do the works of the kingdom? And Jesus says, basically, believe. You know, we, we come into the, into the faith by faith, and then sometimes we think, now I really got to get working, you know? And what Jesus says is the main thing that you do to do the works of the king of the kingdom is to believe, to to walk by faith in Jesus. So even when you testify, when you say right now, this is what God did, you're just standing up and saying, I believe again. So what else? A word, a phrase, a Daniel, Mary Lou. Blessings from God. Um, my name is Daniel, and the one word that I've been fighting for this morning is joy, and I got confirmation from that with, um, what's your name? Sarah. Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Joy. All right. Just out of curiosity, who else came in looking for a little bit of joy this morning? Just stand up. Would you stand? Okay. Let's pray. Right? The, the scripture says the joy of the Lord is our strength. God doesn't want us to be weak. And in his presence is fullness of joy. 
So, Lord, these right here, and I'm standing too, in need of joy, Lord, we come in to your presence wherein there is fullness of joy. And we ask now, in the name of Jesus, grant faith and just grant a release of joy from heaven upon us. Not the joy that we make up, not the joy that we drink or eat or inject or watch, but the joy that comes straight from heaven, full of peace, full of power, and overflowing with love. Thank you for joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, just need to say that when we do that, that is not a whimsical, wasn't that fun. We are actually petitioning the God of the universe who sits in heaven and also is here within us in, in Jesus. And we're saying, Jesus, we agree with what you said you wanted to do. The kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. There's nothing but joy in heaven. There's nothing but joy in heaven. And it'd be hard, we'd be hard-pressed to figure out something that the world needs more than heavenly joy right now. More. Uh, okay. Uh, Mary Lou, great. Uh, my name's Mary Lou, and the word that I heard today was ready. I had stopped at a store on the way, and um, there was nobody at the uh, cash register, and I heard this voice say, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready wherever you are. <laughs> but, but then we sang those lyrics today about being ready, and I just I wrote down, even on my bulletin, um, that I feel like God is, is saying to me, maybe to you as well, you need an intentionality of getting ready, getting ready for what he has for us because he has great things. And are you ready? Are you ready? And that's the, that's the word for me anyway. Awesome. Thank you. Um, can you go back to Darlene? And then we're going to need a dude. We're going to need a dude. Okay. Um, just before, Darlene, before you speak, so part of the message this morning, which we're, we're not going to get entirely to, um, uh, an introduction to the Gospel of Mark. One of the reasons that Mark writes his Gospel is so that the people of God would be ready for the return of the King. That's one of the reasons he puts the Gospel out there. It's, it's all full of action. And one of the reasons that, that Mark writes is so that we would see the Gospel, the good news, in action. And while we're pursuing the good news and seeing the kingdom come, we are readying ourselves and the people of God for re the return of the king. That's not just a movie. Jesus is coming back. I mean, he's, he's coming. Like, do you get that? He's coming back for us. And we are a part of the bride readying ourselves, equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit to receive the king when he comes. That's really good news. Darlene, tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Darlene, and I'm here visiting today. Um, I feel very much at home here. This is a, a place where I worshipped um, for almost two years, and so just have a lot of, yeah, love you all here. Um, but the word that I just got, I had another one, but it was yippee. <laughs> yippee. I just really that said yippee. Greek, Darlene, yippee. <laughs> this is my cousin Sonia, and she has a word. I'm just going to, she's not going to introduce herself, okay. but it's Sonia. Adore. Adore. Okay, awesome. Uh, right in the back, and then we'll go to Oscar, and then I'm going to uh, open the Bible. So mine starts Tuesday night, and the word I got was unity or unify or oneness. And then today what I feel like the Lord said is stop being offended and stop acting out your offenses. Ooh. Wow. Can you take that last one back? 
No, we receive that. An unoffended heart is a gift for the people of God. And just to, to sort of, we'll talk a little bit about it tonight at the congregational meeting, but I mean, just to let you all know, if you are not aware, the unity that we are cooperating with in the city, uh, right here in the sanctuary Tuesday night, there were 302 people, 302 people from, I don't know, does anyone know, Dave Knoll, any Dave, how many churches, 12, 15 different churches, ministries, praise erupted in this place. Um, because we were announcing the unity of the kingdom. And then yesterday, Lori, how many? 180 women from uh, 20 different churches right here testifying to the good news of Jesus. That's a lot of unity. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of praise to God. And um, God smiles at that. I know that. I don't know where it says that in the Bible, but I'm so certain um, that unity is uh, a beloved thing of God. Okay, Oscar, you get one of the last words. Hi, I'm Oscar. And immediately after worship, I just sat down here and turned my face over to this picture. I don't know what the artist meant. I haven't read it. But immediately it said, he nailed all our brokenness to the cross. <laughs> all our junk to the cross. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Every, um, just take a look there. Do you see this? Look over to the cross. All right. You see the cross, mosaic cross on the, on the wall? How many years ago is that, Ron? Do you know? 2002, thank you, Scott. 2002, we had a Good Friday, Good Friday service, and um, Tracy Vitalis, who, is Tracy here today? Okay, I'm being shown by Ron. Hi, Ron. Tracy Vitalis had this picture of a cross, and it was, it was a cross made up of all of our brokenness. And so Scott and the arts group asked the body here to bring a piece of broken pottery. And so all, all of that that you see in the middle of the cross is, are just broken pieces of people's lives from this body. And uh, I can show you where mine is. Um, and we, uh, Scott put that together as we were worshiping as a symbol and a declaration, like, a, like a, a stone of remembrance from the Old Testament, an Ebenezer that says, look what God has done. All of our brokenness, he's nailed to the cross. And somehow in the beauty of all of our brokenness together under the glory of Jesus, because of the work of Jesus on the cross, we walk in beauty together. I mean, look at the beauty that God has made out of our brokenness. And that is just an image. We bear the likeness of that out into the world. The beauty of God that comes from our brokenness when we confess when we believe that Jesus is who he said he was, he did what he said he did. He, he died for us. He rose again from the dead and he beat death. He conquered death. That's really good news. Yes. I am. That was your word. The, the word is I am. That's basically the name of God. How do I preach after that, Jim? Okay. Awesome. Um, let's pray. Yep, that's a prayer right there from that baby. <laughs> no joke, but God, we cry out. We cry out and we ask for a revelation of your goodness, a revelation of your kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Release to us, even in these few minutes, as we look at one, just two verses, release to us, Lord, the 
um, the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love. Lord, we receive your love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Spirit, with all that fruit, come and make yourself known to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I'm not going to be distracted by my notes. Um, If you'd put that verse up there from Mark chapter 1. We're starting a series in the the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be in Mark through Easter. So you got a Bible? Start reading Mark. You don't have a Bible? Come get one. Ask ask for one. We'll give you one. Uh, I will put on the website all of my notes that are some background material, which was probably the first, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of my message this morning which I'm not going to do because you're able to read all those notes. But I, but I don't want to leave the morning without looking to this scripture because it's the central thesis of Jesus. It's the, it's, it's the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, and it's the, uh, the thesis statement of Jesus' life and ministry. John, uh, Mark chapter 1. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news. Greek word, uh, euangelion, means gospel. It just means good, happy news. Proclaiming the good news of God. And this is the good news. The time has come. He said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the central, uh, the thesis statement of Jesus. His, his purpose in coming was to bring the kingdom of God. So when Jesus came the first time, he instituted the kingdom The kingdom of God, think just the rule and the reign of God. Don't think political kingdom. We've had enough of that. Don't think even physical kingdom. Think spiritual kingdom. The rule and the reign of God. Jesus says this. The time has come. If you all had your Greek New Testaments, you would see that the word for time there is kairos. At least two Greek words for time. One is chronos. That's what happens on my Fitbit. All right. Kronos is how long will he speak? Kronos is when does the Super Bowl start? Right. This word is Kairos. Kairos is a moment in time. Kairos is an opportunity where the kingdom of God comes, breaks into your life and says, this is a special moment. This is kind of an all hands on deck. Let's look and see what's happening type of moment. Jesus did not say, hey, it was finally time for me to come, so I came, you know, I'll be here for uh, three years or so, so just set your watches. No, he's not talking about chronological time. He said the kairos has come, the time established by God from before the foundations of the earth when the kingdom of God would break into the earth. Jesus, the king, comes in and he says the time has come. This is a special type of time. Do you know we have kairos moments all the time in our lives? We have chronos moments, right? We, we, we're, some of us like those more than others. Some of, those, some of us actually pay attention so that we're on time. But, but we have kairos moments all the time. And those are those moments where, just like Jesus did in the first century, 
Jesus, kind of walking through chronological time in our lives, says right here, the kingdom has come. Some of the words that we said this morning and heard, some of the things we saw during worship and proclaimed during worship, that is the kingdom of God coming down upon us and Jesus, by the Spirit, saying the time has come. Where do you need the kingdom of God in your life right now? That's a big question. Where do you need the rule and the reign of Jesus in your life right now? I need the rule and the reign of Jesus over some of these angry feelings I have towards myself. Anyone else have those sometimes? I need the rule and reign of Jesus. And you know what? Jesus says, the kingdom's here. The kingdom has come. The breakthrough of God is available. What do you need the rule and the reign of Jesus in, in your life? Is it, is, it a, is it your thought life? Is it your decision-making, discernment capability? Is it a relationship? Is it an issue of forgiveness? Is it physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual guidance? Jesus is talking in the first century, and he says, the time has come, you know, special time. The kingdom is here, right here. The breakthrough of heaven is available to you. And then he walked that ministry out of consistently proclaiming the kingdom and demonstrating the kingdom. That was Jesus' whole ministry. He would preach the good news, then he would demonstrate the good news. God is present, you're healed. God loves you, your, your sins are forgiven. And the, the response demanded, and I think it's okay to say that because Jesus is, is commanding it, the response demanded to this announcement of Jesus the time has come, Kairos. The, the kingdom is here. And he says two things, repent and believe the good news. Isn't it interesting that he doesn't say, get out your checkbooks? He does later on. He doesn't even say, do good deeds. I mean, that's all a part of it, right? But first and foremost, he says, it's a special time. The kingdom is present. Jesus, the king, is here. Here I am, says Jesus. Now, repent, change your mind. Turn from any way in your life that is not the way of heaven. I, I, I announced the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You want to, looking for something to repent from, look at the opposite of any of those. We all have them. Jesus says, repent. That doesn't just mean, you know, put your face in ashes. I mean, you've got to feel it, right? It means change the way you're looking and thinking and acting in life and the way you're thinking about God. For some of us, repentance means I will no longer believe that God is after me to, to condemn me. I repent of that lie because what does Jesus say? The good news, right? The gospel is good news. I'm not sure how you could come up with God hates you because you sin so much as good news. Jesus came to demonstrate the love and forbearance, the power, the forgiveness of the Father. He did it by serving, by dying rising from the dead, and releasing the spirit of the Heavenly Father upon us.
Jesus says, the kingdom's here. Repent. Change your mind. Turn away from anything that you thought was going to give you life. Turn away from any agenda for your life that you thought you could connive God into doing. Repent. Turn away from it. I mean, the, 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 what repentance looks like in the physical is you're going down a track and you stop and you turn around and you start walking in the other direction. You've been going after whatever. And Jesus says, kindly, with a command, the kindest command you've ever heard, repent, turn around. Like Jeremiah 2, that, that well that you're working on, it's broken and it brings dirty water and it won't bring life. I'm infusing another, <laughs> another message in there, but, you know, John 7, Jesus says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. And believe in me, and as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He says, repent. Stop going for the dead water, the old uh, well, and come to me. Jesus said, I'm the life. And then he says, believe the good news. I just, it's fascinating. Again, he doesn't say, work real hard. He doesn't say, get yourself holy. I'm not throwing away works or throwing away holiness. I'm just saying they're a gift of grace. Everything we do comes out of favor, not for favor. Right? So Jesus says, believe the good news. And I, think, I don't think he's saying like one time, like, you know, I want to get you. Got to get a lot of numbers today. I want you to believe. How many believed? No, I think he's saying believe the good news. And then tomorrow, believe the good news again. And then the next day, believe the good news again. And this is still the message of Jesus for us, the ones who are following him. The time's come for the kingdom to break through into your life. It's a heavenly invitation. Repent. Turn away from the stuff that we've all tried it and we know it doesn't work. Stop listening to the enemy who says one more. And turn to Jesus who says, once and for all. Right? Hebrews 10, once and for all. Paid the penalty once and for all and sat down at the right hand of God. And he says, believe the good news. The good news, if you're in Christ this morning, your sins are forgiven. The good news, if you're in Christ this morning, you have become the righteousness of God. I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't in the Bible, because that's a scary one. The good news, God will never let you go. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. The good news doesn't mean you won't have any troubles. I can't find that in the Bible. That's called heaven. We're still on earth. And heaven is coming to earth. And so the promise of Jesus is not you won't have any more troubles, but I'll be with you. The kingdom is present. The rule and the reign of Jesus, it's, it's like extended to us. Where do you want Jesus to rule and reign in your life today? Repent and believe the good news. Jesus is here. He's present among us. He's alive and he's active. He's working. And he, he, 
He's in the business of making us look like him. So we don't have to do that part. We've got to believe. Let's stand. Lynn, will you come and play? I'm not going to ask the ministry team to come up just yet. Um, I will ask you as we pray. There's a lot of messages this morning. God gave you individual messages before anyone started talking. God was speaking during worship. He was speaking during communion. Heck, he was speaking during the announcements. Speaking during all of your testimonies, speaking through my few minutes in the word, and he's speaking now. The end of uh, Acts chapter, well, Acts chapter 2, you know, the Holy Spirit has just come and people are speaking in tongues and thousands are coming to Christ and all this stuff is going on. And the response of the people to the activity of God was two things. What does this mean? And then what must we do? And maybe you're there now. Like, okay, God, I need to know, what does this mean? You're giving me a message this morning. You're, you're, you're messing in a part of my life. You're offering a gift this morning. What does this mean? When the Lord speaks that to you, then the next question I just, I urge you to ask is, God, what, what must I do? What, what, what do I do? How do I believe? How do I partner with your work in my life this morning? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and we're going to wait. We've got some time. We're going to wait for a few minutes with music. And if you want to come forward, not, not necessarily for someone to pray for you, but you just want to respond to God in some way. If you want to kneel by your seat, you can do that. And I encourage you, respond to the good news this morning. We bless you, God. We bless you this morning. And we forget none of your benefits. You who heal all our diseases. You who ransom our lives from the pit. You who bestow upon us loving kindness and goodness. You who renew our strength like the eagle. you'd release the spirit of wisdom and revelation now we don't have to work hard to hear because hearing from the good shepherd is the privilege of the sheep there might be one, two, a few here this morning who have never actually responded to Jesus You've been in church, you've read the Bible, you've heard things, but you've never actually said to Jesus, I repent of my sin and I turn to you and I believe. If that's you here this morning, then I would ask you to come forward. Again, not to pray with someone else, but just to kneel in the presence of God and say, Jesus, thank you that you paid the price for my sin on the cross, that you've 
invited me to receive your forgiveness and your righteousness. You rose again from the dead to show that you are king. And maybe this morning you're ready to ask Jesus to come into your life and to rule and reign. God, it's so good to be in your presence because we can set our hearts at rest in your presence. Even when our hearts condemn us, because God, you know our hearts. You are greater than our hearts and you know all things. So God, we invite the work, continuing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we ask you, Jesus, to come and to rule and to reign in these lives that you've given us as gifts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now I'd like to ask the ministry team to come forward. And uh, maybe you need someone to pray for you very specifically. So if that's the case, you're free to come forward. You're free to stay, um, continue to be in the presence of the Lord. If God's speaking, don't go away. Listen, they're words of love.